0: straight talk uncut hey what's going on everybody's tell us back with another edition of straight talk uncut And this episode is being recorded on October 28 2016 and the quote for this episode goes like this the central defect of evil is not sin but the refusal to acknowledge sin Again, the central defect of evil is not sin, but the refusal to acknowledge sin, and that's by Scott Peck. So, I had a um I had sort of I, it wasn't an epiphany, but it was a uh, an acknowledgment. I was watching this training, and it was uh it was real estate training. It was some real estate training, and it was from I think 2014 or 2015 something like that and so this guy was holding it was actually it was it was like a classroom um, classroom training being recorded is what it was so it wasn't like a seminar or something like that it was like a a classroom setting and and they just you know they were just recording it and then they uploaded it to youtube and so one of the one of the um, one of the students in the class. Now these are all these are all people in the real estate business. So one of the students in the class asked the instructor, "Have he ever pretty pretty the the, the long and short of it was, have he ever had another agent do some do something shitty? You know, like." Do something unethical, right? And he wanna he went on to tell a story about it. And so, what what he what he was trying to get around was not outing this unethical agent. He was trying to get out of outing, you know, like like putting him on the spot because. Of, of of whatever reason, of relationships or just weirdness or, or he know he have to work with this person again, but it, th- what the guy was doing was wrong. So to me, I was like, and I've been in that situation and I I, I handled it, but I didn't put on public notice uh, the, the agent. And I've also, you know, uh, Had photography clients to say what this guy said, you know, you know, telling me about past experiences, why they were sort of hesitant, why they are had all the the uh, questions about, you know, photographer, why they had the feelings they had about, uh, you know, hiring a photographer for their wedding. And and I totally got it. Right. And, and, you know, and they went on to tell me all these things about, uh, you know, about what this other photographer did and I was you know and I was put in that same situation of you know like telling telling them or letting them know what what how I do it the correct way and you know letting them know that if that is the fact then yeah that was unethical you know what I mean so to me this is the same as and and I think I've said it on this on this podcast before how no, like no matter what job you do, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a plumber, a cab driver, whatever, whatever you are, it comes with some sort of negative stereotype. Like like th- that's, just, that's just the fact of the matter. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's negative stereotypes about lawyers. There's neg- negative stereotypes about um, uh, uh, wedding photographers, or photographers in general. There are negative uh, stereotypes about just, just almost just about everything, right? And I think the reason, and and there's there's truth in stereotypes, but when the good person in that career field. Carries the weight of, of that small percentage of the, the ones, you know, the reason why the stereotypes exist, that's where the problem lies. That's where the problem lies. The stereotype was created for a reason, and it was based off maybe one incident that just spread it rampant. And we all know how negative news, bad news just spreads. If you do a good thing to a person, unless you go spreading it, chances are nobody ever know about it. But if you if you screw somebody over, or somebody screw you over, you, you, you're gonna want everybody to know about it. If, if, if somebody, especially if somebody screws you over, you're gonna want, you're gonna want to warn your friends, you're gonna want to warn your family members, you're gonna, gonna want to warn everybody about about that thing that happened to you, so it won't happen to them. And that's how a small percentage of the negativity created for the majority or whatever that group is so when i was reading this quote i was like yeah it's 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 our duty to put on notice these unethical people in whatever career field you're in because then that's going to shine the light to say hey yeah there are some there are some bad apples but there are some some good apples because they're blowing the whistle and it's the same reason why like now, what the big thing in the news now actually it's kind of fading off a little bit. But one of the big things in the news now is, um, you know, is is you know all the negative news and the, the you know stuff happening to cops. You know about the cops, you know, shooting unarmed men, shooting men, black men that are not even, you know, dead, like unjustified killings, right? And the thing is. These cops that are, are, are doing that, chances are they have a history of something. They have a history of unethical behavior, a history of not, not doing things right. And the reason why is it escalates and escalates and escalates because of that whatever code that the cops have for, for not calling out or blowing the whistles on their compadres. That's that's why that is, that's why that happens. The same thing, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not just calling out cops. The same thing, in 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 the industry, the same thing with, um, you know, with with, with I, like the the example I started off with, with with real estate agents. You know, it, it's the same thing, and a lot of that is is just, in a, but the big majority of it is unjust i mean there are more people in lane like, whatever the career field there are more of the good than the bad that's just my belief but it's just that the the bad just so much outweighs anything good someone is doing because of the fact that the good ones don't point out the bad ones and say hey no i'm not like him i'm not like him no no i, I mean i'm gonna give you a personal experience with this um when I was in the Air Force, we had this little party. We had this little, this little party at, um, at my, like, like, you know, card games and stuff. And, um, I was roommating with like two guys. And we, we threw this little get-together. It was like our last shift. So after shift, you know, everybody went home, changed, come over for this party, right? And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I had been in Colorado for, probably a year and a half or something like that. And not gonna lie, a culture shock, a culture shock for me in, in Colorado, right? But everything was good, you know, I had a had a group of tight, tight friends. And so there was this one guy that I had just became tight with, you know, like just real close, we hung out, did everything, right? And so we get to, we, we get to knocking around and, and uh, and wrestling and stuff like that and and one thing led to another to where tensions built and the guy got really now there was a white guy the guy got really really racial he started actually we, we were wrestling and and for my size like we were we were kind of close in size you know kind of close in size but I mean, I'm not like patting myself on the back, but you know, I've, I've been working out like a long time. And the guy just thought based on my size, you know, he could, he, he, I, I wouldn't be a problem, but I ended up being a problem for him. And so he started, he started going, he started like, I mean, we were drinking, <laughs> but he started like getting racial. And I was like, wow, like, where's this, where's this coming from? Like, I, I just had no, idea but on top of that like i'm the only black guy there you know i'm the only black guy in, in the group you know my, all, all my roommates white and so he started to try to rally up the troops <laughs> and for some reason uh, you know and i actually like stepped back a little bit because again i'm from mississippi and i was like what the what what what's going on here you know i'm like i was kind of like looking at him like what is this dude doing you know and he started doing like y'all guys know how they are now this is a this is a fellow soldier this guy's in the air force with me we work together every day that we at work and then we we pretty much see each other every day we're not at work we see each other outside of work like you know we were that tight and um so i you know so i was shocked i was shocked I i was just shocked it was just like a stranger and so, and, but, but the the one thing that happened was he started to try to rally up the troops and they were like, nah, man, you need to leave. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, nah, you know, he tell us it's cool. I don't feel like that the way, what, you, what you're what talking about. And so he went from trying to gather, gather up the whole groups to, cause there was a couple guys there from his, from the same, from, from Florida, he was from Florida and there was this, some, some guys there that were from the same like area. And he started saying, you know, you from, you from Florida like I am, you, you know how they are. And the, guy, and, the, and the other guy, he was like, nah, man. He's like, no, no, you, you need to leave, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with you at all. Like, and, and I was like, I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like one, for one thing, it was just like a, a real turn of events. He was so sure that it was gonna go his way, but it didn't, you know what I mean? So he was the bad apple And he got pointed out. And not only that, and I was gonna like, I wasn't even gonna bring it up, but it ended up getting back to work, getting back to the air, you know, our commanders and stuff like that. And, and like they, like these other guys pushed it, like, like they, the the example that I'm trying to explain about the the good apples calling out the bad apples, that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. They, they said, no, this dude, was way out of line and, and stuff like that. And so that fortified my belief. Like I mean, I mean, when I when I left Mississippi, not gonna lie, like I didn't grow up in a uh uh uh, uh you know I mean I didn't grow up in like a, a a melting pot. You know, there was there was real, real segregation in in, you know, the towns the schools, everything, you know, when I grew up, and I didn't even grow up, you know, I grew up, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s and 90s, and it was still like that, probably still like that now. And so, but when I when I came here, you know, came to Colorado, my guard was really, really up. And then slowly but surely, all that culture that was ingrained in me that, that uh, these people are like this and these people are like that, Actually, you know, when I hit basic training, I found that out. Like, no man, if you want to survive, you you get you a team. It doesn't matter what race, what whatever, what you know, religion, nothing. None of that matter. If you want to make it out of here out of this training, you, you everybody's equal. You these are these are your brothers, brothers in arms. And so unfortunately, unfortunately, that goes to the extreme in a lot of groups to where it's so tight to where they they, they throw, blind, throw them, uh, a blind eye on the bad ones which is gonna affect everyone in that group. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Good teachers not calling out bad teachers. You know what I mean? Good, good, um, whatever, <laughs> uh, if if whether you even if you're working at mcdonald's good fried cooks not calling out bad fried cooks whatever the case is whatever it is i think it's up to these industries in order for in order for like a lot of these negative connotations and negative stereotypes behind these these different industries to to get past that um i think is i think it's going to be important for the good ones to start Putting on notice the bad ones, and be like, nah, man, you need to you need to go do something else, because you you're messing it up for all of us. And and I was just thinking about that, like, um, the reason why I was looking that video at that real estate video because it was a sales training. And then as I was doing, I was like, why is why is like the the first initial um, meeting. With whatever you're doing, the first initial meeting to get that business so hard. And I was just thinking, reflecting on doing uh, pre-wedding consult consultations. Uh, when I was doing real estate pre-listing consultation, I was like, "What was the What was the biggest thing? What was the biggest thing to get past?" Because I'm I'm one of those people that I won't spark up a conversation with you. Like I'm not like a. Uh, I'm not like an alpha type, like I'm the life of the party or whatever. But when I'm in front of somebody, like if it's if it's like business situations or something like that, that I'm that I know, you know, like again, like you know, when it's my business, I'm not shy of. But I I want to. That's one of my strengths. I want to meet in person. I don't want to do it over the phone. I don't want to do it through email. I want our initial visit. You know, after. We set the appointment and everything, of course. I want that visit to be in person. I don't want to describe my wedding package over the phone. I don't want to describe my service over the phone through an email. I want to do it in person. But one of the biggest hurdles was, um, you know, carrying all that weight because I, 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 when when you're a consumer and and, and you've dealt with this stuff before you have to understand you have to know what they're thinking and your first job is to break through those those barriers that stereotype they have about you 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 want to break through that first and earn the trust of them Um, but it's, it's just so much harder when you don't have any now I'm not saying like just go out and be snitches but I'm just saying like if the situation arises to where you know someone is doing wrong doing just being unethical you have to know it's going to affect you if it's in your industry you just have to know uh whether overtly or inadvertently it's going to it's going to hurt the whole the whole community you know the whole uh industry it it just will that's just the facts that's why no no nobody trusts even like these stores where the one of the first things they say when you walk in, like these electronic stores, or, or wherever, a lot of places are going towards this now to where they say, yeah, we don't work off commission. You're like, okay, so? You, you, you still don't, that didn't just earn your trust automatically because the point, the fact wasn't that, uh, well, actually it could have been part of the fact, the reason why people are so unethical is that they only work on commission. They'll do whatever to get that business. They'll say whatever to get that business. Yeah, that's part of it, but no, that that person doesn't become ethical when the commission is removed and he's getting a salary. That, 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 that's not gonna move. You know, if, he, if he's unethical in sales, where, where, he, where he make his money sold off commission, then he leave that job and goes, you know, sit somewhere where he get a salary. He's not gonna be the, the king of ethics. He's gonna be doing something else unethical. That's just, a, that's, just, that's just the way it is. So, if you already have that in mind, that stereotype about the entire industry, when you walk into that store, I mean, that's, that's the reason why I do most of my shopping online now. You know what I mean? That, that's, I've, I've bought many, quote, brand new, actually not many, I've, I've had this happen to me probably three times, to where I've bought a brand new pre-packaged computer and um, get home to find that something's wrong with it, I call in the support center, give them the serial number, all or whatever, and they say, hey, this was already purchased. I'd be like, what? You know, and found out that it was returned to the store and, uh, and resold as new you know I've had that before and that's why I do like I I, can't, I mean I rarely buy stuff from uh, electronics from big box stores and if, and if I do it's it's normally because it's for it's for somebody else who is not as picky as I as I am about you know my products like my my again my last computer, well, the computer I use now, I, I built it, and that's gonna last me for a while. I built that thing, you know what I mean? That you know, that thing is solid. Um, you know, we're looking we're looking around for cars now. We're doing most of our looking online. The last, shoot, the last, um, see, well, my truck definitely was online. I bought it. I bought it online and picked it up at the dealership. Uh, my wife last two cars were were uh no no her her, her car she driving now was bought online and we picked it up at the dealership and the one previous to that we actually went <laughs> we went to the car lot to the Cadillac dealership to buy one didn't like the salesperson on our way leaving there after telling that dude he was a jackass um after leaving there we we stopped by GMC and I was like hey let's stop in GMC met this awesome sales dude he was like we were looking at brand new vehicles like, hey, are you, you know, if you want this new one, uh, you know, we, we'll sell you one, we'll sell you. But I got another new one that was a dealer, um, uh, a demo model dri- driven by the, the, the GM that only has about 5,000 miles on it, but you'll say about 10. And being that I sold cars before, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I asked him, I said, is there a big spiff on it? He said, yeah. I said, all right, I don't care. You know, if this is gonna help you gain some money, it's gonna save us some money, cool. You know, so we ended up buying it. But before that, it was a run, uh, Buick Rendezvous. We bought that one online, <laughs> when they picked it up, the Saturn, We the, actually the the Saturn we had is selling LS2000 or something like that. I know I'm off the subject, but this just is just going to show to like how people do a business now. <laughs> uh, the Saturn we had, we bought it at a, we saw it at a car show at the World Arena here in Colorado. We were actually looking at like a Toto, Toyota rav 4 and that thing was just too small. Um, and well, too small for the price. So we ended up buying that Saturn. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that's how we doing now. So we looking now for another car for both. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking for like a, a little, you know, get around bug out type vehicle so i can let the i mean the truck got miles on it so i can let the truck sit a little bit as it become a classic let the avalanche become a classic so uh and then my my oldest daughter's getting to driving day so we've we've been looking out like, for like little you know you know little like uh small suvs and stuff like that we're doing it all online you know we're not going to be going from dealership to dealership but the stereotype about Car salespeople makes it easy to to do shopping online, and I used to sell cars, and and and, and again, I, I used to deal with that, and I and I think I used to show it too much, like I'm, try, I'm tr- like I was trying too hard not to be that stereotype when I wasn't anyway, but it was like I was trying too hard not to be, and I was like you know, and as I just reflect, I'm just like you know what, I'm I just gotta be me, man, I can't. You know, I can't um, overdo it because when you overdo it, it seems false too. And I, I don't mean like overdo it like over salesy I'm never salesy It's just that maybe they they see it on my face like he's trying too hard to prove he's not this, which makes me, which worries me. It's almost like when somebody's too cheerful when they don't, they just met you, but they, they try to act like they know you. Like I'm always like, what's wrong with this guy? Like try to give you fist bumps and shit, like you don't know me. You, we're not cool enough to be fist bumping. Fist bumping is reserved for people you know. <laughs> you can't fist bump me. You Can't give me a pound and we don't. We just met. I, I, I you know, it's like that. Sound that seems false. Like what? What are you up to? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so so that's that. I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was just like you know I, I was just when i saw that quote it just made me think of all this stuff like how we're so hesitant to call out bad apples like he's a bad apple call him out call that asshole out you know like <laughs> you get him out of the business and i think if we did that more more people would see like okay they take care of themselves they 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 police themselves for the bad apples but that doesn't happen it rarely happens um i don't know it, it's just something that bothers me so man and and i'm i'm part of the problem i've never blown a whistle on, on somebody well not in public i've told like you know like other um associates you know but i don't know so anyway uh so the weekend's coming up. Hopefully, I can get around to um, developing some film. Man, I've been on the, I've been on the, uh, you know, school. St- you know, we as soon as we got back, school got in and had to get the kids back into the rigmarole of school. Then Halloween coming up, these damn costumes. I got my my middle daughter is making this custom. Cause she she always have these elaborate costume ideas. And so so my actually I said me, you know, I, I haven't been doing jack, but my but my wife been helping her make this this costume. And um you know, but, you know with that and playing taxi and you know, it's just it's just hard to set a set aside time to uh, to de- develop film, but this weekend I'm going to make it a point to uh you know, to do that, to get around and it doing that, because I want to see I want to see what's on it myself, um and also to upload the the ones I caught on my Note 5, because I, I didn't take any on the, on my last trip. I just came back from. I didn't take I didn't take K3 at all. Uh, I was actually thinking about selling my other K3 to to go to go uh, mirrorless. I was just thinking about it. I was even thinking about buying like an old mirrorless like when i say old i mean last year's model <laughs> you know that is, if it's six months old is uh, it's old if it's six months old now that shit is old so i was thinking about buying like a some some old you know four thirds or or you know some old mirrorless camera like buy you know buy up a, a good kit uh, from somebody who gotta have the latest and greatest and took care of that gear. Um, I was I was actually thinking about that, cause it seems like the more the more and more I use like my Note Five for photography, the more I use film cameras, the more I use like smaller stuff. It's like I'm I'm less likely to pick up my K three, and the K three is not even a big camera. It's not big at all. But it's like the more and more I I, I use these more. These smaller format um, cameras, I'm I'm just hesitant. It's like when I see that camera, it get, it looks it gets bigger and bigger. It, it's just weird, but I did I was going through some of my old, um, I was showing somebody my some the music project I did, and I was just like, hey, I'm pretty impressed with myself. That K three, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like man, that K three, for what it is price everything it's it's like the man it's, it's damn near the perfect camera the only the only its only drawback is is low light it's not as good as other cameras in this range at low light you know but in in high when i say low light i'm talking about like you know using the highest high S uh iso but uh I, I don't know man like i i don't want to i've been trying not to get attached you know to things like i used to be but um, you know, as far as camera gear, because I used to get attached to. It. I used to like once I learn, I used to just like I'm gonna keep this. But with you know, with digital, you can, you can't do that. You end up getting left in the wind. Although you could keep it as long like, longer than what you know how fast these cameras come out. These new, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous the way stuff come out now. So um, that's what I've been. That's what I've been looking at. Like you know maybe i i would use it more if i you know if i uh if if it was a smaller form factor especially when i when i look at other people using like these little these fujis i'm like man i could just keep that thing in a in a truck or have it in my pocket or whatever and just be snapping away um so but yeah other than that man uh just stay tuned stay tuned for more uh oh actually stay tuned for better <laughs> stay tuned for a, a better podcast as i you know continuous small improvements on you know as i as i uh fastly approach episode one hundred um straight talk tell us that straight dot is where you can send me emails or whatever and that's the website as well Straight dot is the website Uh, You can go there. I think I have comments on you can go there leave comments. You can you can subscribe to the podcast there or your favorite, you know, podcast app. Just look up straight talk uncut. Subscribe to it there. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know I talk straight about this has been straight talk uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.